Welcome back to Rick and JT Make a Podcast. Today we're going to talk about Black Panther crossing the billion dollar mark, opening huge in China, A Wrinkle in Time, and Jessica Jones Season 2. After arguing about movies and TV for years, two American heroes decided to record them for your listening pleasure. You are now tuned in to the exclusive Rick and JT Makeup Podcast. Hey, welcome back to Rick and JT Makeup Podcast. It's your boy JT, and I'm here with Rick. What's up? Yep, and today we're going to give you all the news about movies and TV that you guys can stand. Uh, it's a little bit going on this week, but not a lot, but we're still going to cover it. You know, oh, and we have to cover our uh, Oscar predictions, that which the ones that came true and the ones that didn't. So uh, let's get it started. For, wait, Rick, what did you do this weekend anyway? Did you see any movies? I didn't see anything. Okay, well, I didn't see anything either, and I don't think a lot of people made it out to the movies because The Wrinkle in Time... Uh, Ava DuVernay's what, third directorial film? I don't know. It was definitely a huge movie. It came out, but it only made $35 million in the domestic box, box office, losing to Black Panther that brought in $41.1 million in the domestic box office. And that that means it's the first Marvel movie ever to, to be number one at the box office for four straight weeks. That's crazy. Yeah, That's it crazy. is crazy. I thought Wrinkle in the Time would... Wrinkle in Time would take them over. Well, I, I I think that's what Disney thought too that they could ride a Wrinkle in Time. They could ride Black Panther into a Wrinkle in Time and then a Wrinkle in Time into Infinity War. But what I think is going to happen is that it's going to be Black Panther straight into Infinity War. So yeah, that's it's just nuts. Yeah, it's nuts. It is nuts. In fact, Black Panther has made five hundred sixty-six million dollars domestically in just twenty-five days of release. One point one billion dollars globally, which is insane. It went over the billion-dollar mark this weekend, and it opened in China this weekend at sixty-five million dollars, which is amazing. Be- to put it in perspective, it made more in one day in its opening in China than Star Wars The Last Jedi made in its entire opening weekend. So this is a huge opening weekend opening weekend in China for Black Panther and for Marvel and for Disney and for everybody involved. And not just that, it's also a big deal because it's the first time ever where two African American directors have a movie in the top one or two spots in the in the US box office. So this is this is a big deal. It's great. Wrinkling time I, I feel like it underperformed obviously they were hoping for a huge opening weekend they definitely hoped that it would be back black panther and uh it just didn't work out like that i i I feel like they're gonna make their money back on it i hope they do i'm probably gonna end up having to take my children to see it yeah but i'll probably end up taking my kids to see it do you think you'll ever be you think you'll watch uh wrinkling time probably not Probably not. It just, just doesn't strike it's, you. It's not. It's not my type of movie. Yeah, I think it's a kids movie. I mean, it looks like a kids movie. It look. It looks like a kid. It looks like a kids movie, right? Yeah, and it's not necessarily that. I mean, kids movies are fine, but, um, but I don't know. It just seeing it, I haven't been like, oh, I gotta watch that. Yeah, and that's a that's a problem that I. I don't know if it was the marketing. I mean, you got Oprah in there. You got Reese Witherspoon. You got Mindy Kaling. You know, you got uh, uh, Chris. You know, Chris Pine is in it. Uh, I think it's a really great. It, it's a great cast, but I just feel like maybe this. And also, I haven't heard good things. 
that's that's another thing that is uh, probably bringing down a wrinkle in times that I haven't heard a lot of good things about it at all. I, I, I feel like that's not the death nail in Ava DuVernay's career. I feel like she's built up a, a good following and that, you know, she's made some really impactful movies in the past and she will bounce back from this. Uh, you know, in the new era that we're in as far as filmmaking, you know, a filmmaker like herself, a woman, an African-American woman, she gets to fail up. Like, she, she won't have to, she doesn't, and by comparison, Lexi Alexander, who is, an, I think, an amazing director, who also follows me on uh, Twitter, I've mentioned that often, she has, a, she made a movie called Punisher Warzone, and it didn't do very well. And they really never let Lexi back into the movie. She still does TV direction, but it's just, uh, I feel like she would have been, she would be perfect for the Batgirl movie that Joss Whedon just left the other day. And um, it just, it's just not happening. And uh, I, that is the, the thing that I'm talking about. This is a separation from that time to this time, even though that was only like eight years ago. I think now we're in a different place where, yeah, Ava had a bad movie. Everybody has a bad movie. And then we bounce back and you see, you know, a better movie later on. What do you think? You think she'll, you think they'll let her make another movie? Now, this, to, to, this was a $100 million plus production. And it's going to make its money back, but it's not going to make the money that they would hope to make from a $100 million investment on Disney Disney's end. I I don't think it's going to be a, a bruise. I mean, the movie's going to make its money back. Definitely going to make its and money back. it just happens to be that it, you know, they released it thinking, oh, Black Panther would have died off by now. Yeah. I mean, if Black Panther would have died off by now the way most expected, yeah. then they probably have a 55 to $60 million opening weekend. Yeah. Uh, um, with, it, with $40 million going to Black Panther, you know, if, if 20 of that goes to it, then it looks like a completely different weekend. Yeah. I mean, just a $60 million opening weekend for this movie would have been a completely different conversation that we're having about it. So it's, uh, it's yeah, you know, it's too bad. But at the same time, I just feel like shit – and this is going to be the thing that sinks her. You know, she, she's great. Her and, you know, Ryan Coogler are great friends, the director from Black Panther. So it was a friendly competition, you know. And when people try to put the two movies against each other, they were both quick to correct them. Like, no, this is, uh, you know, we're in the same family. You know, we're, we're both Disney. We're both at the same studios. You know, well, not exactly the same, but we're both working together. In fact, they shared a suite when they were editing their two films together. So uh, they're really, really close. And I don't think that this is a. I don't think this is indicative of how the rest of her career go. I think she, I think she'll be fine. Now, if we're gonna talk about, I, I think I touched on the like the, the kind of issues that maybe the Chinese market has had with um, African American characters in films. I don't know. We talked. Did we talk about that? We the talked last about time? it. Yeah. Yeah, we touched on it. Well, this week it it was great because you got two you got two sides of this. You have the Black Panther opens huge in China, $65 million. Nobody expected that. It's an all-black cast. It's, you know, mostly black cast. It's, 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 a, it's a great thing to see that. And on the other side, the reviews did come in from Black Panther in China, and there were a, a lot of people, you know, saying that it was too black. You know, and Ch- I mean, Chinese people. Now, to, they don't have a lot of, uh, they don't meet a lot of different cultures in China. You know what I mean? It's not the melting pot that America is. People talk about America and like how, you know, we do this and we do that and we argue all the time, but we argue, but we're all together in this, you know what I mean? And it's all different kinds of Americans. You know, that's what that's right. what that's what America is. And China is just a lot of Chinese people mostly. 
And so they're not used to different, and they had had problems where they had to remove African-American characters from posters and, you know, things like that. So I'm happy to see that it, it made $65 million. That, that's a great thing. It's making a bunch of money. I just, I wasn't happy to see, like, some of the articles that came out about, you know, just some of the things that were said about the, the cast and, uh, you know, like, in the film in general. But I'm glad to see that even in a space like that, the movie still succeeds because it's a good movie. Like, that's what it really boils down to is, is it's a good movie. And if it's a good movie, people are going to go see it. And I'm glad that everybody in the world is going to see this movie. It's just crazy to me because they love their NBA over <laughs> oh, stop there. You don't want like, you you to start pulling that thread. You know what I mean? Because they, you know, they, they, there's, there's a lot of people who love the NBA in America, too. It's just well, like, no, I'm just know. saying that it's, you know, they love when the NBA comes over they there. Do, they do. They love like, it. The NBA is majority... Uh, Majority yeah, majority African American. African American, yeah. and like I just, I, I don't get it. It just it drives me nuts. It's the same thing with with racists here that love a sport, hey, but they're, then they're always like, "Oh man, did you see exactly you that, Lebron do this?" It's so and then it's, they wanna, it's the Spike it's like, Lee do the right thing. You know what I mean? It's the it's the well. Okay, you don't like black people. Fine. Well, what's who's your favorite athlete? Michael Jordan. <laughs> it's right. just like so. Wait a minute. Right. It's, it's... Like, like you know, like I don't know. I feel like we're getting past this point, though. I honestly do. Like I, I feel like we're making a lot of progress because who doesn't like Will Smith? Like, right. like I mean, you know what I mean? Like I grew. I'm 34. I grew up in an era where Will Smith was like you. You if you run into somebody who just like they are hardcore racist. They don't like Will Smith. You know what I mean? I'm talking about like on a strictly race because Will Smith. It's he's, he's, he's Will Smith. He's charming. He's funny. He's tall. He's handsome. All the things that I value in myself, you know. And so, <laughs> but he's Will Smith. So I think that that all of these the sports and the movies and the TV are bringing making the world a smaller place and bringing people together. So I feel like this is a big step in the Chinese market because even if they went in with one perception. I feel like a lot of people will come out with another one. The same same thing that happened here in this country. I feel like a lot of people went into one with one perspective, and then they they may have come out thinking like, oh okay. And and the more subtle stuff, the stuff that was overt to us, the obvious stuff like the message in the movie and stuff like that. I feel like to somebody who wasn't looking for the message, they just like, oh yeah, I agree with that thing that that guy said. You know what I mean? They don't understand like it's a little it's a little uh, it's a little uh, truth bomb that just. It's stuck in the back of their head, and they'll never know when it goes off. And then one of these days, they'll be thinking something horrible, and they'll be like, wait a minute, kaboom. Is that what Black Panther was doing? Like, that's the... So that's, I, I'm glad that it's, I mean, to a lot of people, it was, it, it, it's, I think it, this movie has really changed the stuff. I'm really happy for the movie. I'm really glad that it's still doing well. Nothing else really did anything in the box office this weekend besides those two movies. And it's, it's starting to worry me because, you know, it's March. This isn't February when we. This isn't January when we started, and it's a bad season. Or February, and we're waiting for Black Panther. This is March. You know they moved up Avengers to uh, April something, but besides that, you know this is this is this is when we're supposed to be ramping up. This is when we're supposed to get one sneaky huge blockbuster in March, and then you know all of a sudden everybody tells us how the the summer movie season is starting earlier and earlier. I mean, I don't consider Black Panther a summer movie. It was released in February. It's a February movie, and it's doing great in February, but it's not a summer blockbuster. It might be a placeholder until the summer blockbuster shows up, but it's not a summer blockbuster. Summer blockbusters happen in May. So, or April, I mean, late, late April, early, early May is that really the first week of May is when the blockbuster season starts. And I haven't seen anything that indicates 
that we're going to have a huge season this year. We're, we're, gonna, we're having some huge movies. We have Black Panther. We're going to have Infinity War. I think that Rampage is going to be big. Have you seen the new previews for Rampage, Rick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. You don't like? You don't I, like? I, I mean, it's, it's one of those movies that I think is going to be entertaining. Yeah. But it's not like... I don't think it's gonna be like a good. Oh no, it's movie. not. It's not gonna be a good movie. The, the story's <laughs> bad. The no. that's all bad. But wait, wait hold on. It's wait a minute. To be Rick, Rick, Ricky, hold on. You don't think that a movie based on an arcade game starring The Rock and a CGI monkey is gonna be good? I'm shocked. No, but that's the difference. Because how I look at movies is not like it's a good movie. Yeah. Because the story's good and everything's good. Like, yeah. I want to be entertained when I watch a movie. And that's, you know, I think I talked about I think about it'll it be entertaining. You don't think it'll I, be entertaining? No, I do think it'll oh, okay. be entertaining. Yeah. yeah. I think you're going to, there's going to be a lot of, uh, like, <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. I think Rampage is going to be huge. For example. Yeah. Watching, I think it was, was it Fast Five? Where they're on the freeway. A classic. And there's the part where Diesel's flying through the air. Yeah. And Michelle Rodriguez is flying through the air. And they, he catches And it. as soon as that happened, and as soon as he was flung in the air, I was going, no, like, don't, he can't catch her. Like, this is just too ridiculous. Yes. Like, I, that's the feeling that I think you're going to have for most of Rampage. But oh, yeah. I love the Fast movies. I do. There's a lot of stuff in there that makes me feel that same way. And I like San Andreas, which is the same writer and the same director and the same actor. I yes, yeah. I San Andreas, I I love. And I that was a movie. horrible story. I mean, it wasn't. I agree with you. I don't think that this is going to be a good movie. I think it's going to be entertaining. I think it's going to make a bunch of money. I think it's going to be a, a huge. I think The Rock can open anything. He could, you know, he could right. he could open I a just, Chinese Chinese restaurant and. I think too many people go into every movie like thinking. The storyline's got to be great. The character mm. development's got to be great. Sometimes I just want to be entertained, and that's yeah. that's it. I well, mean, that's what you're going to get from the Fast movies. I feel like that's what you're going to get from Rampage. You're going to get that from a Transformers movie. You're going to get that from Pacific Rim 2 that's coming out soon. You know, Pacific Rim 2 opens, I think, in the next couple of weeks here. And, you know, that looks exactly like that kind of movie where, no, the story is not going to be good. But... It's gonna be. It's gonna have huge robots fighting monsters, and I really like watching robots right. fight monsters. Right. And I really like watching a crocodile that can fly fight a white monkey. Like that's that's great. That's an eight hundred foot monkey and a and a crocodile that can fly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll do that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Sign. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get. I get what you're saying. I I agree. Does the crocodile fly? Uh, yeah, the crocodile, the, the, the alligator. The, the wolf flies. Oh, is the wolf that flies? The wolf flies. The wolf I don't know flies. About the alligator. And the alligator is just an alligator. But Flying I don't know. Wolf. I mean, I, th- Still. I've seen less of the alligator. But if the alligator no, no, I think flies, it is the wolf. They should have made the alligator fly. <laughs> they should have, because you know it's a lizard. I don't. Where I don't want to teach them how to make their terrible movie. I'm going to watch it <laughs> just straight up. I'm not going to lecture them on how to make their bad movie. They they took a hundred. It's going to be that movie. I'm going to watch. Oh, it's oh. And it's going to come out. And every time I scroll on TV and it's yeah, on, stop it. I'm going <laughs> to stop. Just stop at Rampage. And like, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. It's kind of like Battleship, kind of like mm-hmm. uh, the Fast movies. And, and it's just, they, they hook you and stuff's going on and it's yeah. maybe not That is good, how I but... am for Demolition Man. Like, if Demolition Man yeah. is on, no matter what I'm doing, like, all right, well, I'm not changing from Demolition Man. I'm going to figure out how to get this other stuff done, but I'm not changing the channel. It's, you know, it's 
Sandra Bullock at her peak. It's Stallone. It's it's uh, Snipes. You didn't like Stallone? No, 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 no. I don't know if it's if it's Bullock at her peak. What, because what I'm is kind of a Speed is? Her oh peak. my goodness! No, I mean Speed is really and that's good. The same, and that's I the like same. her. It's like the same year, but it's something about Bullock and Demolition Man. Man, I think it's that that crystal dress. You know what I'm talking about? The one where she's wearing it's like all the beads and pebbles and stuff. I don't yeah. know. She, yeah, I really yeah, like. That's I think, nice, but it's just. Like speed, I don't know. What'd you say? Just sweatshirt, I, jeans. I just driving a that's, bus. That's bullock. when my crush started. Oh yeah. Well, actually, it, it was, started with it Love was... Potion number nine for me. Her and Tate Donovan. It was a. It was a movie. We used to have the illegal box, and it was one of those movies that used to be on repeat all the time on pay per view. And it probably made eight dollars in the movie theater, but it it was on repeat consistently. And I was just like, who is this woman? I, after she got her teeth fixed and she lost the glasses and she got her uh, eyebrows tweezed, she looked like Sandra Bullock. See, I'm thinking, what was the one? She was in a band. She was in, in a one band. Of them. Yeah, we're gonna have to look that up because I, I don't remember what what that was. But it was early. It was probably late '80s. It had to have been late '80s because I had never even heard of that. But that doesn't mean it. I mean, Sandra Bullock has been doing stuff for a long, long time. But did we find out what it was? For those of you who can't see this, we have a brand new studio setup where we can now look up stuff just on the fly, just really, really quickly. So it is. Which is Demolition Man was 93, Speed was 94. Speed was 94. Um, Huh. Still, I mean, still, though. I mean, it's one year apart. Well, Low Potion number nine was, what, number 92. You know what? Uh, Forces of Nature, that was a good one, too, with Sandra Bullock. I think, right. Sandy, I think Sandy had a 10-year window of just absolutely being amazing. Like, I think she was just perfect for about 10 years. She's still really, really great. You know, she was great in Crash. She added a lot to that. You know, she, she's great in almost everything. She wasn't great in Speed 2, but nobody was great in Speed 2. So I can't really, I can't really falter for that. But I mean, think about it. You got two if I see. You got while you were sleeping. You got speed. You got demolition man. You got that. a thing called love. A time to kill. A time to kill. With God, I forgot about a time to kill. She looked, man. She was perfect in that also. I think that you know what? That is an extremely underrated movie. Be looking for my overdue review of A Time to Kill because that movie is a classic, and I feel like it doesn't get the due that it deserves because that movie is amazing. It was John Grisham's first um, first uh, novel, his very, very first. It was a passion project for him. He had just quit from being a lawyer in the South, and this was a story that was really connected to, that really connected with him, and he wrote it with such passion. I read it once, and it was amazing. And I had seen the movie my whole life because I'm not that old. And uh, it, it's just a, it's just a great movie. It's a, it translated perfectly uh, on the screen. Did you enjoy the movie A Time to Kill, Rick? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, it's been a while since I've watched it, mm-hmm. so I don't remember everything. But oh, uh, uh, thing the thing called love. The thing called with love. River Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With River Phoenix and the girl that they thought was gonna be huge, but she ended up not being so huge. Samantha Mathis. Samantha Mathis, milk carton, she's on it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah, that's another. That's we got. She is missing because she was supposed to be a big deal. You remember when we were younger and she was everywhere and we were like, oh man, she's gonna be, yeah. And then she just disappeared. She just 
she was the star of that. She was supposed to be the star of that movie, and now you, <laughs> she is right. But right. I'm just saying, yeah, look well. at that. You got what? Well, who is that? River Phoenix. You, uh, uh, what's his name? Sandra Mulroney. Bullock and Dermot Mulroney. And then this lady is the main character, and she's the only one whose name I didn't have. I didn't just know. And if you're wondering who she is, I know there's a there's a huge movie. Uh, well, she was in The Punisher. She was in American Psycho. Oh, I was thinking she she was in Super Mario Bros. Oh, that's another she was. really really bad movie that I will I love that I seen on TV the yeah. other day and had oh to, oh had yeah to yeah yeah watching. when when uh, it's a bad movie like I'm not arguing oh, like no, if anybody like, was like you how could you like Mario Bros. It's, like it's such the, a terrible movie. It's I like know the it's room bad. bad yeah 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 oh it's, it's bad it's bad but okay so what I'm still gonna watch Mario oh, yeah. Brothers like I don't. Okay, well, it, it's a bad movie. Congratulations, you figured it out. Nobody else did. Dude, she's not on a milk carton. Oh, that's where I knew her. The Strain. Oh, was she in The Strain? She was in The Strain. Yeah. Oh, well, I have to watch The Strain because I, I've missed oh, her. Dude. Her twenty-year break is. So did you watch Waco? I never got around to watching dude. Waco yet. I got. I waited for it to finish, and then how, I was how just are we like, doing our job if you ain't gonna watch them? I watch. I binge watched Jessica Jones this weekend. I had a lot I didn't. on my plate. I started watching it, fell asleep halfway through <laughs> oh, the first episode, <laughs> oh, yeah. and then noticed that Love Season 3 was on. Uh, look, let me tell you, and I've never watched it. Oh, my God. I just said this morning that Love, I said, somebody asked me about Love. I said, it's on Netflix. I've never seen it, it's, and they already added a Season 3. I can't wait to watch it. I don't know what it, I think it's because I trust uh, Julian, um, the, the the actress the main actress that's in it her name is Julian something she was in she's also the actress in Community and uh, I really um Jillian Jacobs Jillian Jacobs see and, I the thing that got me on at first was it's Apatow I mean it's uh-huh. Judd Apatow and how many movies does this dude come forty out year old virgin for you those of you who don't know he's talking about Judd Apatow a forty year old virgin this is uh this is forty um uh, knocked up. Uh, even Trainwreck, as he directed Trainwreck, uh, you know. So you've got all of these films that under. I mean, he's you know Freaks and Geeks from TV. You know, he's uh, Judd Apatow is uh, you know crashing Freaks on and HBO. Geeks. Talk about a show that set a bunch of careers off. Well, Freaks and Geeks launched launched the new kind of nerd culture that we've had that we've been cultivating for like fifteen years in Hollywood, where it's just like all the nerdy stuff is cool again. Well, that propelled Judd Apatow. That propelled. Yep. Um, Seth James Rogan. Franco, Seth Rogen. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the list goes on. In fact, the new directors for the Flash movie, uh, one of those guys is from Freaks and Geeks. You know, like uh, he was also on Bones. But I'm just saying, like that, that, like that is the kind of thing that Freaks and Geeks launched. It just went everywhere. Apatow is a genius, I think, as far as comedy goes. Uh, he was a stand-up. He wasn't very good. He's still not great, but he's funny. He's just a really funny dude, and I just like, I like checking in on this kid. Like, I, have you watched This Is Forty? Yeah, 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 yeah. I I like checking in on those, on those characters. I love those two characters, and I want to check in on them every ten years. Like I want to do this as fifty. I want to do this as sixty. Like I want to check on Leslie Mann and Paul Rudd every ten years about what's going on in their lives and their daughters. You know, the daughters are grown now. So oh, yeah, they're uh, one of their daughters plays a big role in Love. Does she? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! So I have to check that out then. Uh, and she's like fifteen now, and you know, the little going one? all the yeah, going all the way back to their. Knocked up the first she was introduction. Two, yeah. yeah, she was two or three years old. It was the younger one is like fifteen. I think the older one is like eighteen now. And so they're all like they're big girls. They're you know they're they're getting big and they're you know they're they're really good. And people forget like their Leslie Mann is their mother, 
And, you know, she's a, a world-class beauty. You know, the girls are gorgeous. And, you know, he has a beautiful family. He, he's smart. They're funny. It works. Like, it really, really I can't wait to watch Love on Netflix. I did watch Jessica Jones. I watched the entire season. And I've heard some, like, negative feedback about it. You know what I mean? Because not because of uh, anything political that happens in the show, because nothing political happens in the show. It's just people who are just like, it's a little heavy. And it's just like, it was heavy last time. It was heavy. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I, I, basically I, all the Netflix ones I swear, ones are. let me, I swear, it was there, because I'm heavy on Twitter. I, You know, I look at, you know, I'm, I'm always on Twitter. I'm on Twitter constantly. And there's there, was, there were people that were just like, this season is super dark and just, uh, not this, you know, it's just very feminist. And it's just like, dog, have you seen season one? It's like, it's a woman beating the crap out of the guy who kidnapped and raped her pretty much. Like that is what season one is about. So if you didn't like that, like if you, if you enjoyed that season, how could you not at least give this season a shot? Because it's not going to, no, it's not going to be wildly different from last season. I think that people just like that story that was told last year. The story that they told last year for people who didn't watch it was about the Purple Man. And, you know, it was uh, it was about Kilgrave. And he uh, he could tell you to do anything and you would just do it. And, and he had Jessica in his custody for a while before she could resist him. And it was just bad. And I think that people enjoyed that character. They enjoyed David Tennant as Kilgrave. They enjoyed that kind of, you know, oh, dynamic. Oh, he is really good. Oh, he's amazing. I, I mean, you know, he is amazing. And he does cameo later on in the season. You know, he, he's in there for a couple of episodes. But, um, and not in the capacity you would think either. You know, the the, fina- the finality of Kilgrave's end on Jessica Jones season one stands. But it's still a cute way in the, how they integrated him into the story how they integrated him, his influence into Jessica's psyche. So it was perfect, I think, for me. I really enjoyed it. I probably enjoyed this season more than I enjoyed last season. And I only, I mean, this season I just wasn't expecting to, I don't know, I just, I wasn't expecting to, the first season I liked it. I thought it was cool. I, I liked the first season. I liked Tenet. I like what he does. I liked the story that they told. I just didn't enjoy the writing so much in the first season. With this season, they got creative. I mean, it got really, it got really creative. There wasn't the obvious tropes that you see coming. There wasn't, you know, the stuff where it's just like, oh yeah, this is. In fact, the best part about this season that I can say that it's probably the only the second time I can say about a Netflix Marvel series is that I didn't look at the episode count like, how many more do I have left? You know what I'm talking about? Because right. they do 13 episodes of these seasons, and a lot of these don't require 13 episodes. Like Luke Cage could have been 10 episodes, period. Like, honestly, I think that the reason why there was, like, five bad episodes of Luke Cage is because they did 13 episodes when they could have just done 10. They did 13 episodes of Iron Fist. They should have done five of those. Like, yeah, Iron honest. Fist was, was the worst out of all of them, but I didn't think it's as bad as everybody. It's not as bad as everybody it said. It just doesn't but it hold up against its counterparts. When you run Daredevil Season 2, and then Je- you run Jessica Jones, then Daredevil Season 2, then Luke Cage... And then in the Iron Fist, then you're like, uh Didn't they did they do Defenders before they did Iron Fist? No, they Iron Fist was right before Defenders, and that's why Defenders didn't have the buzz that it should have had. Because it's just like, uh Oh, it's, See, I thought it was the other way around. No, Iron Fist came out bef- right before uh, Defenders. Defenders came out like six months after Iron Fist, maybe five months after Iron Fist. But Iron Fist came out first, and it was just like, and that's why, you know, Defenders, I was really excited about the Defenders whole thing that they were doing on Netflix. I feel like it's a mini cinematic universe on Netflix. It's a mini TV universe because the characters are tied to the Marvel Universe, but loosely. 
You know, if some right. yeah, it's very very loosely. They don't interact with any of the Marvel characters. This is just their world that they're involved in. But Iron Fist was by far the weakest character. I think that his season actually hot take. His season is going to be great next year because his second season, and they are giving him a second season. Netflix wants to keep making these series. It's going to be great next year because I think they're going to have Luke Cage more in there. I think they're going to be more involved. I think they're going to go with the Heroes for Hire storyline where it, the reason why a lot of Defenders work is the bromance between Luke Cage and Danny Rand. You know, Luke Cage and Iron Fist, they work well together. You know, they're funny together. I, I enjoy it. Like Finn Jones, I think he was – way miscast for Iron Fist. I don't think he was right for that part. I think that maybe somebody with just a little bit more physicality or maybe somebody with a little bit more like skill, because they can't even keep the camera on his face for 10 seconds during the show because he can't do any kind of martial arts. Hopefully with enough time, a year and a half under his belt, he actually can pull off some of the, just one or two close-up stunts. I'm not talking about being his own stuntman. I'm talking about being able to pull off a kick. He can't pull off a kick or a punch, and it's extremely distracting for somebody who used to fight you know so it's just like i know how to throw a punch and that's not how you throw a punch and that guy i mean i understand we're watching a tv show but at the same time i if you throw a punch like that you're gonna break your wrist and that guy isn't gonna budge so so i need i need to just a little bit better than what they gave me with him and i think his story is gonna be a lot better i think it's gonna be a lot of luke cage in there hopefully there's a lot of danny Rand in luke cage season two because like i said i really feel like these seasons are way way too long you know, 13 episodes, it's just, it's, it's too much. They, they run out of stuff. And then they have to put a little filler in there. And then they have to, I think they should cut them all down to 10. Well, I see, and that's the thing that I always, like, I don't think 13's too long. Just think your story's too short. Oh, uh, okay. You know, I, I don't, I don't mind if, if, I don't care if it's 25 episodes. Mm-hmm. If there's not a lot of dead space and, and a lot of just, stuff that doesn't need to be there. Yeah. But if you can make a captivating story and like if game of Thrones came out and said, we're, we're doing, doing 20. 20 episodes, yeah, <laughs> we're going to be throwing a party. We are. We're going to we be were, happy because we know this is enough story to cover 20 episodes. Right. But that's, that's where a lot of them go wrong. And it doesn't matter if yeah. it's an eight episode or, or 15 or whatever. It's the story a lot of them. They get stretched out or they, they cut out stuff that shouldn't be cut out and they don't, they just don't tell the story correctly. See, I never looked at it from that side. Basically, I think any season of any, any show should just be however many episodes it takes to tell the story and that's in it. a captivating way. Like Waco, six episodes, fantastic. If they would have tried doing 12, they it would have fell it apart. It would have been too thin. Right. And, and that's where most of them go wrong because they get a 12 episode deal or they get a 18 episode deal. And then they're like, oh, well, we got to fill all this time. What are we going to fill it with? And we're just going to we're going to do a Come bottle and say, episode. this is our story and we think we can get it done in 10 episodes and fill that 10 with great shit. And then, I mean, if, if the show is really going that good and you haven't told the whole story, the network's not going to be like, no, we got to end it after 10. Right. You know? Yeah, especially if the, especially if the show's going real well. I, it reminds me of uh, the limited series, and I, you guys can't see me, but I really wanted to use air quotes. The limited series, uh, The Dome. I don't know if you remember that. It was kind of like a summer series a few years ago. The Dome. It was The Dome. It was based on a Stephen King novel. It was on CBS. Under the Dome. Under the Dome. But, yeah. 
But that show was supposed to be a limited series. It's supposed to be 10 episodes, you know, and the problem was everybody got behind the limited series part. They're like, okay, great. It's only 10 episodes. It's going to be really good. It's based on a Stephen King novel. And then they left it as a cliffhanger on episode 10 because they wanted people to tune in next year to watch the rest, you know what I mean, to watch season two. And what nobody came back to watch season two because you promised us it was going to be did. one season. You did? I'm so sorry. I get invested. You I did? I tell you, I'm not going to stop. I want to see the end of the story. How did but, it go? I mean, it was bad. Oh, okay. It, it looked bad. bad. It, it looked but bad in the previews. That, I, I did not that's partake. Terrible because, like, this show started off so good. Really, and good. a lot of them do that though. I mean, especially network shows. A lot of them start off so good, and then they jump to sharks so fast. It's well, crazy. and you know, you just hate to see that. Like, or like, and then there, you have shows that go away for a little while, and when they come back, they're perfect. Like, I'm not, not I'm not saying perfect, but you know, you've got, um, you had last week. We had the crossover between. Uh, uh, how to Get Away with Murder and Scandal. And I watched that, and I hadn't watched either one of those shows. I hadn't watched Scandal in two years, and I hadn't watched How to Get Away with Murder in about a year and a half. And I watched both of those shows, and it was like checking in on old friends. It was just like, right. oh, yeah, this is what they're doing. I love them. So I, I, I definitely agree with that. I, I, I do. I, I just feel like maybe if it's going to be a limited series, let's let it be limited. Let's, 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 and, but you are right, though. We definitely, if you got this, you, gotta, you have to understand your product. Your story that you're telling, and if you got an eight episode story, don't say okay, yeah, we'll do ten and we'll just you know we'll switch some stuff around. No, just say no. We only have eight episodes worth here because that's what the Game of Thrones guys did. They said we have fifteen episodes worth of stuff. We're going to do fifteen episodes. We can do fifteen in one year. We can do fifteen, and you can break it up into two years. But we only have fifteen episodes worth of stuff. What are you going to do? You know that that's what I like. I like that they know exactly right. what they're doing. So I think that's dope. Um, this week. Because, you know, we're kind of switching stuff up. And it's not a lot of stuff going on in movies and TV. We're going to talk about some stuff that we actually enjoy that we feel like nobody else either didn't watch, nobody else either watched, or nobody else is watching right now. So, Rick, did you pick one? or what? Well, Love was the one that I picked. Ah, okay. And what? Give us a rundown of Love. You don't have to, no spoilers, anything like that. We know it's on Netflix, but, like, what about it? Basically, it? it is just two people starting relationship with all their baggage of their past just normal people shit and it is funny Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of charm but it's just it's relationships and it's it's the people going through the things that they really go through like she's battling um alcoholism he's battling insecurities um and it just goes through the insecurities that both parties have throughout the whole re- relationship. And, and it's just, it's real shit. It's not, you know, it's not anything that's made up. I mean, everybody goes through those different parts in their relationships. Um, and they put it on, on screen. And sometimes you're just like, you feel for both characters. Sometimes you're just laughing, but it was just a, a really, really funny story. What I didn't know was that season three was the final season. Till even after I finished the oh, whole thing. Oh, what? This is the last? Yeah. So oh. seasons one through three are now out, and the show's over. Wow. So this is a series. This is a series ending. This is three seasons in the series. Is up. Yeah. Now I'm definitely going to binge watch it this weekend. Because now, now I know I don't have to wait a year. for some, I know that's like a bad thing for people who love the show. But it's a good thing for somebody like me who's like, oh, okay. I can definitely watch this whole thing. And let me, I want to immerse myself in these people. And then I can just 
leave it? Is it is it a good conclusion? I mean, you not no spoilers, but I'm saying, is it a does it come to an ending that you're satisfied with? Okay, since I didn't know that it was actually the ending, uh-huh. I thought I was getting a fourth season, and I thought Ooh. it was a good move into the fourth season. Looking back now that I know that it's over, it's not. It's not the best and it's not the worst. Like it's right. it's adequate, but I I wanted more. I wanted more of all the characters too. I mean, there's basically um, five characters that the the story concentrates on the most. Yeah. And then outside of that, there's just some ancillary characters that come in and, and mm-hmm. from here to here. But uh, they could have definitely. I, I would have loved to see more. Um, but. I recommend it. I mean, it's yeah. a it's a funny watch at yeah. at the least. Um, but since we'd already talked about this one a little bit earlier, I also binged um, over the last couple weeks. Everything sucks. Oh, okay, yeah. And for '90s kids, it's like a nostalgia. Like it's 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 set in the '90s, right? And it's got all the music that we grew up on. Uh-huh. It's I mean, they're you know playing Counting Crows and. And talking about Atlantis Morissette, and it's just like that that early high school, um, everything that, that kids go through with relationships. You know, the the, the, the nerdy guys trying to impress the girls, and and uh, it was pretty good. It was, it was very nostalgic, though. A lot of stuff that I remember as, as, a, as a kid growing up in middle school and high school, um, just thrown into a TV show. Okay, well that that's dope. Um, I I really can't wait. I haven't watched either one of those, and I keep meaning to watch both of them. That's why I like talking to you because I know you watch some stuff that I haven't watched, and I know I you know I because when I get onto something like I'm rewatching Twilight Zone on Netflix for no reason besides I like like if you think the Twilight Zone isn't my pick, but if you think like oh you know this show came up with this and you're just <laughs> or this movie came up with this, you rewatch Twilight Zone and you realize oh no they didn't. This is exactly a Twilight Zone episode. They just repurposed the Twilight Zone episode, and then they called it something else, and then they released it as a film. But my pick is Suburgatory. Uh, it it was it came out in 2011. It was on ABC. It was a comedy. It was I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was perfect. Uh, it, it had just some of my fa- I mean, just to give you, it, it gave me my favorite stuff, which is weird stuff, but also funny weird stuff. And what I say by that is there's a scene where Jeremy Sisto, who from uh, Clueless, he's also from uh, Six Feet Under and a couple other things. Yep. But Jeremy Sisto, Jeremy Sisto is a dad and uh, Jane Levy is the daughter. Right. And Jeremy Sisto, uh, it only ran about three seasons and then it got canceled. I feel like it had a good conclusion, though, because I think they felt like it was going to be the end of the series. But it just went into real life directions. But also it was funny. There's a scene where Jeremy Sisto is singing an acapella guitar version of Bump and Grind to Cheryl Hines. You know what I mean? So, like, that right there is just perfect for me. Like, he's singing an acapella guitar version of Bump and Grind by R. Kelly to Cheryl Hines. Like, that's the kind of stuff that happens in this show. A girl gets married, and she comes down the aisle to Rich Homie Quan. And this is in the suburbs. And this is, you know what I mean? These are... These are uh, it, great people and you know the cast is a murderer's row it's you know it's jeremy sisto it's jane levy it's carly chaykin it's ali grant it's shell hines and a guy stires in this alan tudyk chris parnell is hilarious in it you know uh rex lee 
you know, there's a lot of people that are in this show that are just perfect. Uh, and if you get a chance, I think it's on Hulu. You should definitely give it a watch. Just start it. You know, get about four episodes in and you'll really like it. It's a sitcom. It's not a serious show. It's not anything like that. It's just it's a single camera sitcom and it's hilarious. And I loved it. And I knew it was going to get canceled as soon as I watched it because I loved it. Well, that's <laughs> right? how it goes. Like with a bunch of shows that I'm, I, I feel like this is a good corner for us to, you know, cover weekly. Uh, just stuff that we, we enjoy that nobody else watched and maybe they should have. You know, there's a hundred shows like that. You know, that you've got shows where you started and you're just like, oh, my God, I love this. I'm so afraid they're going to take it from me because I know that I love this way, too. It's so specific to you. You know what I'm saying? Like when I watch the show Happy Endings and I see Dame, like Damon Wayans' character, I'm just like, that's very spe- Not just Damon Wayans' character. Everyone's character on the show Happy Endings that was also on an ABC comedy a few years ago is hilarious. And you said, and I said, I, I talked to my sister on the phone. She lives in Chicago, and I love her dearly because she knew exactly. We talked about it. We're super weird, and we're exactly alike. So she was just like, oh, yeah, they're going to cancel this show. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely going to cancel this show. But whoo, we should definitely enjoy it while before they Which cancel it. ended up being really good because Lethal Weapon is legit. I, oh, I yeah. Love, I yeah. love Lethal Weapon. I do, too. And uh, I also enjoy that the – the Damon Wayans Jr. character, the only reason why he's on Happy Endings is because at the, Damon Wayans Jr., right? He started on New Girl and Happy Endings at exactly the same time. He did both pilots at exactly the same time, right? New Girl was paying a little less because it was more of an, it was, even though it was an ensemble cast, it was on Fox. Happy Endings was paying a little bit more, same ensemble cast, but it's on ABC, right? Okay, i never seen Happy Endings, for one. Very so. good. You, you said I think I don't think you put the junior. I did not put the junior at the front. beginning. That's why so you thought I it was Damon Wayne Senior. Right. That's yeah. why I brought up Lethal Weapon. Yeah. So it's okay. If you're wondering he, how I'm making these connections. That's we that's have out. corrected. We have corrected. It, but <laughs> but Junior ends up that show get canceled gets canceled. So he comes back to New Girl for a little while. You know, New Girl ends up being the one that survives through this. Both hilarious shows. You should definitely give Happy Endings a chance. Which, it's, it's hilarious. I, New Girl should be coming on any time, and it's the last season of New Girl. It's the last season of New Girl, and they're probably going to run those right out. And, you know, that's a, that's also a great show. But I think I, I think enough people know about New Girl that they're going to enjoy it. The people who watch New Girl are going to watch oh, New I, Girl. The I same way with, like, New Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Like, I don't feel the need to tell people, like, you know, there's this little show you should catch up on. It's called Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's got Andy Samberg. And, and, uh, I cannot stand yeah, Andy Samberg. Well, you know, and Terry, you don't like Andy Samberg? I cannot stand. I him. think he's funny. There's, I, I think he's. A, I don't like like stupid comedy, and he is oh, okay. stupid comedy. He's like, like I like intelligent yeah. comedy, man. He is. Um, he just a, does the dumbest shit to get. He's to get and a laugh. he's Adam Sandler two Like the fact that they made that that uh, that movie together. That's my boy. I love that movie because I I do love the stupid stuff. I tell you what, I like to I like to centralize. So like, I really 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 like smart comedy. So, like, Chris Rock, I think he's hilarious because I, it's really smart. It's going to be really smart. It's going to make me thinking, you know, stuff like that. But at the same time, I like to stick the little dumb stuff right over here in the corner. So, like, Adam Sandler, Andy see, Sandberg, see, uh, Jim Carrey and some of his stuff that he did. I, I mean, Adam, like, literally every laugh he gets is from stupid comedy. <laughs> like, there's no, there's no break. Sandler gives you breaks. Yeah. Um, Jim Carrey gave you breaks. And they both had the like, capacity for drama. I, I don't just, know if Sandberg has that. Sandberg just, like, oh, it drives me nuts. It's like <laughs> when the Dane Cook craze was going on. Oh, yeah. And Dane Cook R. made R. a P. couple. Dane Cook. Actually, Dane Cook's, like, movies were all right. Yeah. 
his stand up it drove me nuts cuz he's throwing his body everywhere and and he's all and around it's like yeah but it's like dude like when i think of like martin lawrence making me laugh you know he's doing some body movements and stuff but he's also but, telling the story and but telling, he's the, telling the story joke. and and he's the the facial expressions and and that stuff makes me laugh yeah and it's and, not over the top it's not goofy right he's right. not he's not throwing himself on the ground and yeah you know, Martin would do some funny stuff. Yeah, Martin, Martin's funny some dude. crazy stuff. Yeah, especially You So but... Crazy. You So Crazy is hilarious. It's a classic. It's perfect. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Give her two pieces of cheese. Hook it up. But look, <laughs> the thing <laughs> is, though, here's the thing, though. Like, with um, like like with a like a, a Sandberg or like a Sandler or like a something like, or, or like Dan Cook. Dan Cook is a perfect example of this or because, Will or Will Ferrell. I think Will Ferrell is hilarious. So I, think Dude, he has a, I think he has a capacity for seriousness also. You know, he does He does well. I don't think he's going to use it, but I think he has the capacity for it. I think he's seen the path that other people have taken. He's like, no, thank you. I'm not doing that. I think I'll just keep on making these comedies over here. But uh, like a Dan Cook, people, like Dan Cook was Pauly Shore 2.0. And I don't mean his comedy-wise. I'm talking about like everybody loved Pauly Shore. And then all of a sudden, you looked up and it was just like, I hate Paulie Shore. You know what I mean? Everybody loved Dan Cook for about a summer and a half. And then you looked up and it was like, oh, this Dan Cook guy is annoying. This, what is wrong? People doing Dane's Cook act down to the letter are still working right now. But Dan Cook, you know, he had to die on that hill. You know what I mean? Because he was making, you know, he was pretty think, ridiculous. Well, and I think his brother screwed him real bad, too. Well, his brother took I mean. a few million dollars from him. But it wouldn't have hurt so much if he was still selling out stadiums. You know, right? But you know, I always look at you know the Macaulay Calkins of the world, Oof. and when when their family starts stealing money from them, what that does to your mind, I can't even imagine. What can't like, even imagine? Like if like if my family steals twenty dollars from me, that's one thing. But if they steal ten, <laughs> excuse me, ten million, that's yeah. a completely different that's story. A, uh, that's a stinger. But you know. If if family can't steal from you, who can steal from you? I mean, you got to trust somebody. Of course, of course, family's gonna steal. That's, you know, they, you know, it seems to be I, that's what I, they're gonna I, do. I mean, I guess they our, shouldn't. Our but... families might be different then. No, no, no. Well, well, okay. No, no, no. First of all, no, my family would definitely steal. From me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, let's let's correct that. My my extended family, my close family. No, would well, you not. know, it wasn't Dane's cook. It was but... Dane Cook's like stepbrother, but he trusted him. He let him in close, and he lost a couple million dollars. Like you, people you trust. It, it's well, hurt. you don't get stabbed in the back by your enemy. No, Mm-mm. you get stabbed in the back by your friend because you 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 look past the friend. You're looking for the enemies, and sometimes the enemies are their friends, and it's that sucks. But at the same time, you know, man, Dan Cook, I hope you do well. Uh, it, we we got to mention you, so I know you're listening. I mean, you got to be on a break. Subway, what? Subway, what kind of hours does Subway have? It's, uh, well, it depends on where you're at. Yeah. The bigger yeah city, if he's in the bigger Dave's city. listening to it. He, had, he may have had to move to a smaller town. Oh, yeah. Possibly. Def- well, you know, I'm I'm sure, like, like I put it like this. I know he's doing well because I go into Fazoli's all the time. And he looks. What just, movie? He was just in. on back cash at Fazoli's. What? He was just in a movie, but it was such a small part. Yeah, uh, they can't put him in real roles anymore because every, everybody uh, got together and was like, ah, that's what the dude's wife was cheating on him with Dane Cook, and he was driving. Oh, no, no, no. That was uh, American Gods. 
American Gods. That was yes, American yes, Gods. Yes, yes. Show Very on short. Stars. And yeah, yes. that's right. And Dane Cook was the gross best friend who was sleeping with his friend's wife, because he's terrible. And that's what the, that's the part that they excuse me that they let him have. And it's you know and it's, dead. And he's dead. Like that. That's what I'm saying. Like you you know. It's too bad because you know you got guys like that who come into this this business and you know they don't make it. Well, it's a rough business. It's a rough bit, but you know what? He made what forty million dollars in two years. I feel like I mean I don't know what to tell you, dog. Hammer made forty million. He blew it. I mean you know you had an example. I know it's music and it's TV, so it's not our move. Quit music taking movie. lessons from Mike Tyson. Well, I'm just saying Mike had a couple hundred million and he yeah he, he blew Go. most of it. Look at Allen Iverson. I mean, you know what dude, I mean? that dude went into court and. For child support and said, I can't buy a cheeseburger. Who said that? Alan Iverson. Oh, I believe it. He went in and said, I don't have enough money to buy a cheeseburger. Yeah. But he's waiting on like $40 million from, from Reebok. From Reebok. 50. 40, yeah. yeah, 40, 50. But he had he to turned, wait till he turned, turned 50. 50 or something. Yeah, something like that. Well, what a friend did was, and thankfully, is that he had some of the profits from Alan Iverson's lifetime Reebok agreement put into an account that would accrue interest over time. It's like a trust. It was put into a trust. And as soon as it, it will mature when Alan turns 50, and then he'll have like $50 million. Because a friend knew that Alan was stupid with his money, and he was going to do right. some dumb shit with his money. And he did. He did do dumb shit with his well, money. I'll tell you, I was playing poker at the Horseshoe in Hammond. And I don't remember who he was playing with at the time, but they were in town and he was playing craps at mm-hmm. the horseshoe and the place was going nuts watching Allen Iverson play craps. So if that's, if that's a sign, we well, know I don't where know about, his money went. I don't know about that, but I have an Allen Iverson story and it's also, I tell you what, this is why I feel how I feel about Allen Iverson. I was in Miami. And I had this beautiful hotel room, right? And we're paying a lot of money because we're on South Beach. And it's me and my brother. And, you know, we got these beautiful white sheets hanging down from the walls. And it's dark. And these white couches. And you can hear the, the beach ocean on the, uh, you know, on the other side of the building because it's right on the beach. And we're on Ocean Drive. And it's amazing, right? And I hear this this guy. And he's like, oh, yeah, I told her. Blah, 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 shit. Right? It's really loud, dude, in the lobby of this beautiful hotel. And I'm just like, ugh, you know, paying a lot of money. You know what I mean? Paying a lot of money at night. I know it's, you know, Memorial Day weekend, but we're still paying a lot of money. I figured we had weeded out the, you know, the bad elements. And I'm the, this is just in general. I'm not, you know, I'm not talking about any specific groups. I'm just talking about bad elements in general. I feel like at this price range, they shouldn't be in here. Something is up, right? And I look, and it's Allen Iverson. And he's being OD wild and like OD, OD loud, like super loud in, in this beautiful, calm it's dusk. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And he's just loud in front of a group of people being loud. And because you see him on TV around like six foot eight, six foot nine, six ten dudes, like people don't realize that he's like six foot one. You know what I mean? Or like six right. feet tall. He's, he's so, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a tall he's tall ish. You know, for like regular people size. So I'm almost six three, and my brother is like five nine and a half, or you know, like five nine or some shit like that. And so he didn't know it was Alan Iverson. I knew it was Alan Iverson. I was like, yeah, oh, that's Alan Iverson. I knew it when I looked at the dude's face, and he's wearing a tall T-shirt and a do-rag and a hat in the middle of my lobby being super loud and some huge earrings, too. God bless him because those earrings were beautiful. I don't know if I could pull them <laughs> off, but they were – no, they were. They were really – I mean, they were way – they cost way more than my house. Like, one of those earrings cost way more than my house. But you know what? No I can also reason. buy a cheeseburger. So <laughs> I was gonna say another yeah. reason why you can buy a cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah, I can buy like hella cheeseburgers. I don't eat red meat, but if I wanted to, I could buy like eight cheeseburgers. I could ball out. I went to Steak and Shake the other day, threw them by eighty eighty dollars at Steak and Shake. How do you do that? Take 
10 kids to steak and shake that's how that's how you spend 80 dollars. like it's pretty easy actually it was uh didn't take all that much at all i just said get whatever you want to and i spent almost 100 dollars in steak and shake so bless them too but um yeah alan iverson is kind of a dick so that's the, that's if you if you take anything from that he story was, he was arguing with somebody about practice that's, uh well I mean. I mean not just that he you know well i don't that is a that that's weird because they make that his soundbite but like if you revert like if you just open up up open up that interview and like watch the rest of it the reporter had asked him about his friend his he was talking about his friend who had just died and he's right. just like my friend just died, but they're on me about not coming to practice. And my friend just died. I'm still coming to the game. Right, 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 my right, best right. friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I know, he was I, upset. Yeah. But when they cut that soundbite down to that, but the problem was he had been notorious for not coming to practice. Right, and that's that's, the that's why I'm yeah. saying that because he didn't oh he's a dick like to practice. Oh no, yeah, yeah, he's definitely a dick. I I listened to him talk for a little while, and somebody walked up to him and was like, "Can I get an autograph?" And, and a, a girl, a, and and he was just like, "Oh, I'm not signing autographs." And no, he didn't say it. I'm sorry. A guy standing next to him, he he did, he refused to acknowledge her. A guy standing next to him said he ain't signing autogra- autographs right See, now. See, and that's where, and I don't care if we're talking athletes, I don't yeah. care if we're talking movie stars uh-huh. or, or musicians. Man, people are on these guys all the time. There's times where I don't want to be bothered by my family. Oh, you're taking this a different way. Okay. I don't expect somebody to acknowledge me just because they're famous. Like, right. I think that's a lot to ask of somebody. Yeah. And some people are better with it. Some people yeah. love being approached by everybody. Some people don't. That doesn't change because you're, you're famous. And I don't think they owe us anything because they are famous. So I don't think somebody's a dick because they don't acknowledge somebody or yeah. because their bodyguard says, yeah. no, he's not signing autographs. You think he's just trying to live a regular but, life? When they look and say, like, get the fuck away from me. No, or... he didn't say that. Right, right, right. Yeah, he then just like, then he that's when I think they go into, like, asshole territory. Yeah. But, like, dude, the people are on these guys and, 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 and ladies all the time. I yeah. can't even imagine. Like, sometimes I just want to be left the fuck alone. Right. Like, just leave me alone. I don't care who you are. Yeah. You can be, you can be my mom. You can yeah, be my dad. Like, I don't feel like talking to just, that. No. Yeah. I want me time. My, uh, my counter argument to that is... Fuck Allen Iverson. Well, no, I'm yeah, not yeah. saying that he's not no, a dick. No, no, no. But I'm he's, saying I, that... I'll put it like this. I have wanted I wanted to be an actor like my whole life. I wanted to be famous my whole life. I would love... Now, I'm saying that from a place of no one's ever asked me for my autograph. No one's ever asked me for my time. And no one's ever interrupted me while I'm trying to eat with my family so that I could take a picture with them. So I can... It's easy for me to say... Oh, I would handle it differently because I would just, but I love talking to people, dog. I love, I put like this. Most people, people like talk to me and I like talking to people, but it's not like, I don't know. I like, I, I'm, I'm never, I'm never in that place where I'm like, I don't feel like being bothered because I'm always bored and I would rather be around other people than be left alone with myself because I'm insane. You know what I mean? I'm a crazy person. The less time I have to think about the crazy shit that I like to think about when I'm alone is better. Like if I have, I'm just saying, if I'm preoccupied. Okay. So that's like medication to you. So it's, it's, I'm, I'm different because there are times where I just want to be around people Mm -hmm. and there's times where I'm just like, I want to be in a room by myself, No, just in my own thought, in my own head. And I have to sleep with the TV on because if I turn it off. I'm gonna I'm gonna be thinking about horrible things before I go to sleep, and then I'm gonna have horrible horrible nightmares because the TV isn't on to like run interference with my brain because I'm insane. 
So I'm just saying, like, I, I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm the one percent that would be like, no, nah, I'd sign all of that shit. Or just put it in front of me. Let's go. Like, I'll scribble my name on everything. Interrupt me. Let's talk. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get. I'd be that celebrity that got weird with it. They'd be like, hey, you know, you want to interview? You want to walking you, I mean, up to random people? No, no, like, no. They'd be like, hey, hey you want my autograph? No, 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 you no. Want no. They'd be like, you want an autograph? Like, cool. You, you want to hang out, dude? Like, let's just say, <laughs> like, you like my stuff? Like, yeah, man, I like that movie you did. Oh, word, you want to hang out today, dog? I ain't doing nothing. And then they get really uncomfortable and just like, hey, man, look, you 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 got in here, baby. You got in the cage with me. And now it's time, you know what I mean? It's time, it's time to move. Uh, we did, uh, we're going to wrap it up soon, right? We're wrapping it up? Yeah, we need to, need to wrap up. Yeah, we got to wrap it up. But we did our Oscar picks. The overall is that we did, we both did pretty good. I was wrong. The only one I was really wrong on was Tim- Timothy Chalamet for uh, Best Actor. That ended up going to Gary Oldman. Well, I think you got three out of six. I think and, I got about three. Or four, no, you got, got four, four out of, out of six. six. Yeah. And I got I ended up getting two out of six, which yeah. um, the two I got right were also two that we both picked, I think. What, oh, we You definitely got uh, it was Francis, Francis Mc, and... And, uh, and, uh, uh, God, and we love him. And we don't remember his name? Like uh, God. Rockwell. Rockwell. Sam, Sam Rockwell. Rockwell. There he is. Those there are the two that, that I got right. Yeah. You got those two right, plus you got... Best um, movie and best director, I think. No, I didn't you get, didn't get best director get best because director? you switched. You, we both said that we thought Guillermo, he yeah. was gonna get it, but I think you went with uh, Anderson. Oh, on yeah, that yeah, one, yeah. and I went with Nolan. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And then Del Toro got it, obviously, mm-hmm. and then Shape of Water won best picture, and you picked Shape of Water. I picked. I Shape picked of Water. Three billboards. Who did I get best supporting actress? I got Allison Janey. Uh, you got Allison Janey was your fourth. And you had Laurie Metcalf. Yeah, uh, no, I had. Yeah, I had Laurie Metcalf. Yeah, you had Laurie yep. Metcalf, and I had Allison Janey. So we did pretty good, I think, for our first Oscars. Next time, I'm going to be more prepared. I will tell you that because okay. I had seen such few of these movies that I didn't have a real good idea. I just knew that I watched three billboards and it was awesome. Okay. I need, what we're going to do is next year, we're going to be more prepared, but also we're going to do a tournament style. If I pick one, it's off the board for you. That way we don't run into these redundancies of we both pick the same thing. Nah, we're going to go back and forth and we're going to, whoever gets that first pick, they just got that. That's going to be important that you get the first pick. That is right. And that is why I, after we had picked a couple of the same ones, like I switched out on yeah. some other ones. That's to, what I did to too. Yeah, differ just to it up. So give, give it a look. Um, but again, I never seen Shape of Water, so I thought it was it's, going to win. It's really good, but I hadn't seen it's, it, so it, I wasn't sure. When I say it's really good, what I mean by that is that it is definitely the type of movie where you watch as a kid and you're like, "This is going to win," or even as an adult, and you're like, "Okay, yeah, they made this to win." I was going to say, from what I can tell, like, yeah. don't let your kids watch. No, it. don't let your kids watch it. This is your not kids will be doing some freaky shit. Well, you know, they're definitely going to see some things, and it's not even you. You don't even see that much. The woman is a mute, so she doesn't talk all that much at all, anyway. But it's just like you're going to see some shit, though. I mean, it's you know, yeah. it's a lady romancing a fish man. It's a uh, you know, yeah, I mean, just I, I yeah, would recommend uh, like making sure your kids are like 18. Mm, like, yeah, well, keep, you know, my mom let me watch whatever, boys from maybe like 11 getting into bestiality, yeah, you know, and that kind of okay, but yep, but look, we're gonna wrap it up today. Uh, we really appreciate you guys sticking with us, we really appreciate you tuning in today. You can find me on Instagram and Snapchat at, at well, you can find me on Instagram at, at Tyrion underscore Lannister 260 and on Snapchat and Twitter at, at Mr. Marcus 260. And Rick, where can they find you? You can find me, Ricky Butts, anywhere Everywhere. you look. 
everywhere. But you can also find us on Rick and JT Make a Podcast on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and also online, rickandjt.com. So uh, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.